This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Are you ready to supercharge your auto repair business? This is Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. The Weekly Blitz is where industry expertise and business innovation collide, revving your engines for the week ahead. Every episode is loaded with game-changing insights, up-to-the-minute industry updates, and practical tips to shift your business into high gear. We're talking about stuff you didn't even know you didn't know, folks. Big shout-out to our awesome sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros. Are you looking to shift your shop's marketing from zero to hero? Trust us, you don't want to gamble your livelihood on amateur marketing moves. Go pro with Shop Marketing Pros, your ticket to top-tier results. Find out how they can fuel your success at shopmartypros.com forward slash Chris. So good morning, everybody. This is episode number 151. We're going to talk about maybe update or an update on technicians from 2022. I did a couple of episodes where we're talking about, I don't know, the word shortage, but it is what it is. Shops need technicians. I'm seeing some interesting trends where we have shops with 6, 8, 10, 24 bays but we only have four, five, six, eight technicians in those shops. So when you look at technician productivity for the technicians, it looks really good. When you look at it by the shop, what the shop was designed to do, it looks really bad. So we can have a group of technicians that are 95 or 100% productive, but when we look at bay productivity, it's 35 or 40% productive. I want you to think of it in, okay, we're missing technicians out here but we have shop owners that are missing technicians. They might have all the technicians they think they need, but do they have all the technicians that the shop needs? One of the interesting things that we found is the actual vehicles per bay in the United States has gone up for the several years, mainly because people are retiring. They're shutting shops down. Shops are going away and car washes are coming up in their space. You have more cars being built. And they're staying longer. So we have more cars and more cars per bay. Now, when you think about that, the average car per bay was 268, I believe, from what I most recently read. If you've got a shop with 10 bays, then that means on average, you should see about 2,700 repair orders. Now, those can vary depending on what your average repair order, things like that is. But... If you have 10 bays, then you should see 26, 2700 repair orders. But if you're just using four bays and you're looking at that 268 number, then you're only looking at about 1,072 cars per bay. So I'm going to talk about being short on techs here. And I'm a firm believer now that we should have technicians in every bay. We, just, we have to figure it out and make it happen. My survey that's still kicking along out there, we have, I believe, over 100 people that have replied to it now. Over half are technicians from dealerships that are leaving the industry, and they're leaving the industry for several reasons. We'll talk about it here in a minute. But they're never given an independent repair shop a shot or an opportunity, either because nobody ever talked to them. They never thought that independent repair shops were good enough. So I'm telling you now, it's time to unleash the hounds, let the Kraken loose, and you need to attack the dealerships and take people from them. Period, end of story. I don't care about whatever, but you need to put the most amount of technicians you can handle in your shop. If if you're sitting out there with a six-bay shop or excuse me, a 10-bay shop with only six technicians, gosh, I know some people that have 24-bay shops 
and six technicians. Man, we're going to do the math here in a minute, but you're just losing out on opportunity and you're letting somebody else take your pie. And one thing I brought this up in a conversation with Brian and Kim Walker, Dave Chappelle talks about in one of his, one of his comedy shows, he talks about how you should never get between a man and his money. And if you've got empty bays without technicians, you are letting another man, another woman, whoever get between you and your money. Not that we're all money motivated and money grubbers, but I see a lot of people wanting to do a second, third, fourth location and their first location is doing a third of what it should be. So anyway, enough of that. So let's talk about what I said in 2022 and what I found through a report. So this report was done in 2022. So it's a little outdated. Hopefully the trend was forward, but I haven't seen anything on 2023 yet. So the Tech Force Foundation came up with a technician supply and demand report. So this information is based on that. And then the math for the numbers I did on my own. So in 2022, we discussed the shortage of technicians at independent repair facilities, also large fleets who complete their own maintenance and repairs, which I'll get into that in just a minute. Over a year later, there's both good news and bad news. The 2022 Tech Force Foundation Technician Supply and Demand Report found that the number of employed auto technicians is trending up. So that's good. We have more people now than what we had, but their most recent count of employed automotive technicians was 733,200 which was a 4% increase over the low point in 2020. Having said all, that count is still almost 613,000 below the number of technicians that Tech Force believes are needed by the end of 2024. And so if we break that down, they're saying we need 400,000 automotive technicians needed, 170,000 diesel technicians needed, and 80,000 collision techs needed. A shortage in technicians whether it be a real shortage, a perceived shortage, or just a shortage in the fact that you don't have 10 technicians in 10 bays, any type of shortage drives revenue loss and it's going to hurt your service capacity. I hear a lot of owners are like, we're three or four weeks booked out. I don't think that's a good thing to be proud of. We got to figure out how to be better than that. So I would say it's great. You're three, four weeks booked out. How many weeks, how many customers are you losing out on? And then what happens is once we dig into these situations a little bit further, we find that they don't have enough productivity apprentices to get some of the smaller work out and make the other technicians more productive. There's several different ways. They're booked three, four weeks out. Their technicians are 80 to 100% productive, but their bay productivity is still 50, 60%. So still got a lot of room for growth. So research indicates that many independent auto repair shops have as many as two technician openings at a time or need two technicians or more to fill out the bay capacity that we've been talking about. So if we assume an average of about 85% productivity rate and 20 working days a month, each technician job opening results in lost parts of revenue service of what? So let's do the math. Let's do the math. So let's just say our techs managed to bill out six and a half hours a day at $130 an hour, which gives us only $8.45 per day in labor. But let's say that for every dollar in labor, we get a dollar in parts. And so we're going to add another 845 to that to give us a total of $1,690 per day. Some shops more, some shops less. Euros are more, diesels are more. The labor rates are going to be higher. I think $130 labor rate now to some of you is going to be like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. But I would say if you had $130 labor hour, you're probably not even in the 50% of shops in the country right now. There are a bunch that are over 10 in the 240, 250 range. 170, 180, 190. So 130 is not going to put you very high. 
if we keep carrying that math and everything out, if we take that further and say that we only average 20 days per month on that tech, then that gives us $33,800 in sales for that technician for one. And then we originally started talking about two. So if we double that, then that takes us to $67,600 in lost revenue for your shop. So let's take a modest average and say your gross profit's only 60%. Then you're losing out on about $40,000 to $41,000 in gross profit dollars for your shop by either being too tech short, either through not able to hire them or having more bays than you've got techs and just lost productivity out those other bays. So most shops I've visited and spoken with, they have plenty of work, but not enough capacity, indicating that if they could find or develop quality techs, they could certainly keep them very busy. Our teams consistently see situations where repair shops cannot accommodate basic services, such as oil changes, tire rotations, without an appointment three or four days in advance, sometimes three or four weeks in advance. This is not only leading to lost revenue outlined above, but also customer dissatisfaction, which leads to deflection that is likely to result in future lost sales. I was also recently able to speak to a very large government fleet that's struggling to find repair shops willing to complete any request for pricing. Not that they can even get to them, but they don't even have anybody that can give them pricing to do business with. And this is making it extremely difficult to keep their vehicles on the road. So there's plenty of work out there. Fill your bays with technicians and you can figure out how to get the work in or you should be able to. Maybe you should talk to shop marketing pros. So in some of these cases, parts availability and service bay constraints have been contributing to longer repair completion times. But in most situations, technician shortages are the largest contributor to service delays and frustrated customers. Just to go back and talk about some of the things that I talked about in 2023 about why there are no auto techs. Like we discussed a couple of years ago, there's multiple reasons. Most, a lot of people are aging out. This is both for technicians and shop owners. So we think based on the numbers we're seeing that technicians are retiring at about a 9% rate annually. So if we talk about a 4% increase, like the study says, then at least we're able to replace the ones that are retiring out and gain a little bit, but we're just not gaining nearly enough. I've talked previously, there's a lack of women technicians. Data indicates that women represent less than one and a half percent of the technician population. And then there's a relatively high turnover of BTECs and younger generations. These are technicians that have been in the job two years. This is one of the bigger groups that is unhappy at the dealerships. They got to the dealership. They're on somebody's team. They're doing all the crap work. There's no training plan in place. They don't know where they're going to be a year or two for now. And then they're just bailing out. And they never even came to an independent repair shop or even thought about it. Those are the people you have to target. You target all of them, but especially those. So again, when we look at graduation rates, fewer technicians are graduating from the largest providers of post-secondary automotive degrees. In 2012, these schools had a total degree completion of 40,658 students. By 2021, that total had decreased by 34% to almost 29,000, way less than the number needed. There's a company called IMR Inc. conducted a survey of auto technicians. And these are some of the things that the answers that they got or what they were looking at. Technicians generally believe franchise dealers have nicer facilities over general repair and fleet and commercial facilities. Our shops look better now than they've ever looked. And if your website doesn't reflect it, if your social media doesn't reflect it, 
you need to make sure and make changes to that because people are moving around the country and people are stalking you or stalking people in those towns looking for great places to go. And if your website, et cetera, doesn't reflect it, you're just losing out people that wouldn't even walk in there. And I've been to some dealers that were just pits. So I think as far as aftermarket shop operators go, we're really great. We have a great place for these people to go. And one of the things that talked about was warranty work in this survey. And I wanted to bring it up again because of the survey I'm conducting. Again, most of the people that work in dealerships are leaving because they say the cars are trash, parts are trash, they hate the warranty times, they hate flat rate. And so they're just getting out of the industry altogether. More than 84% think high schools discourage students from entering in the trades. Almost 100% of the technicians surveyed prefer unscripted, unproduced videos of employees talking about what it is like to work in their shop over corporate videos. So they want to hear from other people like them talking about why they work there, why you're great to work for. A third of the techs interviewed think the biggest challenge for a new technician is the initial tool investment. And I will say for every hurdle, there's a way to go around it. Definitely hurdles, we can get around these. More than 75% of the individual surveys don't think their place of work does enough to help schools attract more students into technician programs. 75% of technicians indicated that they would refer someone to work at their shop, which is shocking. I thought that would be like half, but 75, if your technicians knew somebody out there that was looking for a job, then 75% said they would refer them to you. Almost 60% said they would be willing to share a job post on social media. My guess is that if you've been involved in management for any period of time, this information won't surprise you, or at least it shouldn't. The good news is that most, if not all of these realities can be remedied and turned into positives, helping you grow your operations, revenue, and gross profit, along with customer retention and satisfaction. So there's, I ran across some surveys that were talking about EVs, hybrids, and how they think it's still going to continue to grow for the next several years. So we have to make sure that we're training technicians to do that as we move forward. In interest, people in high schools, middle schools, maybe we can get them into the industry on the electric side. Some of the things, the technology things. Still think that we need to do plenty of training on electric vehicles, hybrids. We're still going to need technicians focused on ICE vehicles. Those are going to be needed in great numbers for the considerable future but we got to think about the technology side of it. One of the things that we need to do in order to make these people feel comfortable or do better is reduce the turnover of existing technicians. And the way we do that is we make sure that they have defined career paths for their personal goals with timelines and metrics. We have to develop and maintain a robust pipeline of technicians through management relationships with local technical schools, high schools. We have to have a deeper financial commitment that I didn't expand on that more because it can be a ton of different things to figure that out. The other thing is we have to be building our auto technician pipeline. Again, I'm mentioning several different surveys, but one thing that their survey found and my survey found is we need to focus on addressing the items that we talked about and other barriers that may be hindering the ability for us to attract and rain to attract and retain technicians. This is work schedules. Work-life balance has never been more important than it is right now. Compensation plans. One survey I saw is split. Like half of the country pays their technicians some sort of a salary or hourly guarantee. And then the other half has like flat rate with a mix of a hybrid plan in there. 
career paths. If people don't know where they're going or where they're headed, they're going to quit you. Period. End of story. Tool reimbursement. We talked about that on the entry level. One of my shops interviewed a Porsche technician that was coming from the dealership. One of the reasons he decided not to come to us was Porsche provided all of his tools. It's definitely stuff to think about. Some other stuff that came up with shop repair order distribution. Somebody that does brakes all day, every day, probably doesn't want to do brakes all day, every day. And that goes back to career paths, et cetera. And again, ongoing education opportunities and certification, along with corresponding financial benefits. You got vision coming up. You got STX coming up. Get your people out, get them trained. A lot of my shops are doing lunch and learns now where they're doing on-site training with a remote trainer. All of these things are going into the technician industry. I think we're at a really good point. We just have to push forward. We've got to get these technicians that are being ruined by franchises and dealerships out of the franchises, out of the dealerships and get them into great independent repair shops and show them what we can do and what we can provide. Again, I'm not all about the money. I want everybody in your shop to be on a path to where they make $100,000 or more a year. And they're working five days a week or less. One of my shops in Albuquerque, New Mexico, we went from a five-day work week to a four-day work week. Our sales were still hitting records better than last year, better than the year before. And the guys work either Monday through Thursday at one location and then Tuesday through Friday at the other location. If you think about it hard enough, you can get the technicians in there. You just have to get out of your outdated mindset about the way you did it two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, 30 years ago, and get with the program, get with the times, make things happen. A big shout out to our listeners. Your dedication to growth fuels our passion. And let's not forget our fantastic sponsor, Shop Marketing Pros, who make this show possible free to you. They're all about top-tier marketing for shops just like yours. Until next time, this is Coach Chris Cotton signing off. In this business, every day is a chance to get better. It's time to rise and grind. Also, make sure to go check out one of the other great podcasts on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.